0: This is Paul Lam and you're listening to the Path Hunters Podcast. A podcast dedicated to helping you unleash the beast from within so you can fearlessly pursue your own path and passion. Join me on this weekly journey filled with inspiring stories and actionable contents. Become a Path Hunter today. What is going on, guys? Welcome to another episode of Bath Dodgers Podcast here today day last week has been an epic epic week for me uh i hit number one amazon bestseller for gun to your head the ebook that i launched recently last sunday and it's crazy the results are coming in and everything and it's so amazing to hit number one amazon bestseller billing beating uh you know authors like tim Ferriss, Steven pressfield and other amazing icons like Bill on the science guy as well too for some reason uh ryan holiday and other superstars and for some reason you know it just feels really amazing just even for just beating them slightly even for whatever moment it was and uh, yeah so if you guys haven't got a copy yet grab a copy of that the book itself is about overcoming adversity how adversity can be your greatest teacher through my own life experience and everything as well too so this episode I really want to talk to you guys a little bit about uh, this episode I the quality is not as good but I did my best with the editing and everything I want you guys to be aware of that because it's not the best quality it's just because we recorded a three way pod podcast with three people in live in the room and it was amazing it was unreal a couple months ago i actually stayed at the airbnb with my two other friends who are podcasters as well too philip Serpinsky and calvin simpson philip actually hosts his podcast which is called your next chapter and calvin's podcast is life through the eyes of a smile podcast as well too so it's really cool to just get three podcasters together in a room through airbnb and everything like that we were attending an event through our mentor jay wong and it was really exciting to get together and experience this kind of experience because like it was just i we firmly believe in surrounding yourself with like-minded people and you are the average of the five people you hang out with so it was really exciting we dive deep and talk a lot about the amazing amazing stuff so that's why i really wanted to share this episode even though the quality is not as great as i want it to be but uh, guys just bear with me and try to listen to that because like i know that there is amazing golden nuggets having three podcasters in the room and it was so cool we go through different parts of it um you know, we talk about, you know, why we chased our dreams and, and what's going on with our, and, and everything in their lives and everything, Calvin and uh, Philip's life. And uh, what's, you know, why we chose our dreams, right? And then how important it is to surround yourself with like-minded people and, you know, just, just, you know, it, it was just really a good time. And this happened a couple of months ago and I'm just finally releasing it now because, um, really wanted to uh, have Philip release his episode before we get into that as well too. So that way I can release this one. But again, just bear with us the quality is not as great and uh you know we dive into many important stuff you know why uh, you should chase your dreams and why you sh- you know you should surround yourself with like-minded people and you are the average of the five people you hang out with so we dive a little bit deep into that as well too and uh enjoy the podcast episode guys and have yourself a good one and so check this out
1: Podcast. We got Paul Lamb here, Calvin Simpson, and myself, Philip Zirkansky, and we're gonna be uh, jamming. Paul, you want to uh, do quick intros? Everyone do a quick sixty seconds around, and then we'll uh, go from there. Okay,
2: what's going on, guys? Um, Paul Lamb from Popovers Podcast. Um, I run a podcast about you know helping frustrated individuals who are working the corporate nine to five job to find clarity, purpose, and passion, and just go off and build the life. We uh, you know that, they, that they've always wanted, right? So, yeah, quick, um, quick intro about that. Yeah, okay, Calvin Simpson, run a
3: company called Happle, which helps authors self publish. also have a podcast called Life Through the Eyes of the Smile. It's all about going out there, finding high performers financially, as well as people who are having a ton of fun in their life. My name is Philip
1: Prince. I run a podcast called Your Next Chapter and really built the podcast for millennials get tired of people lives and even looking at my own life where I was struggling I like focus on finance, relationships and the relationship with yourself, really loving yourself, self-love and so I'm some amazing people and I love what I do and that's what I stand for, you got to do what you love because life is short.
2: How, you know, I really want to like go
1: and like take this right away, I want to know like you know how,
2: how talk about like how we all know each other and everything right and like, how, how, what's like, what's been our like, greatest win so far, it's, like, this is like the first time we've gone together like living in one place, me, me and Philip have gone together a few times, but you know, like this is like the first time we've actually like got an Airbnb and like we just like chill together. It was really good. Um, so yeah, Calvin.
3: Yeah, well, what was it, four or five months ago? Four months ago now, we all met through friend Jay Wong, All in a mastermind together, and yeah, I live in Calgary. Phil and Paul live in Toronto and decided to come out for a visit. And I always find it interesting. Um, there's so many people even meeting last night. We see their Instagram stories, you see their Facebook lives, you see their Facebooks. I mean, we're doing a video chat at least a week, and you start to know these people online. We've never met them before in person. And we picked me up in the airport today. I don't know, it's well, yesterday. It felt like I've known you for so long,
1: good friends already, and we've never met in person before. So that was pretty cool. And just to give people some context, we were in this mastermind group. We did calls basically every single week, every Thursday, and so basically this platform very similar to Skype and we chat for an hour and it felt like I knew each other, like we were brothers, we talk on the phone, you we were in Thailand talking to you through Facebook. Yeah. And so you get to know people. Who we had never actually met in person. Me and Paul had a little bit before, a little closer. We had never met Calvin before and I've been four months. So you decided to fly like
4: to Calgary to see Jason Gagar speak last night. And yeah, it's just amazing to get everyone together and we
1: really want to have a podcast about that and just share our experiences the last time with we them to talk about. Even getting together, meeting people through an online community, what that's
2: like, and that's what we're doing this for today. Love it because and you know I've always found it like you know it's so true. I've even it's it's kind of cool in today's world that we're all connected, even though we're far across the world. and stuff. Um, I was in Thailand, and you know, and 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 how with Calgary, and, and you know, we're all meeting up every week for masterminds, and it was just a good thing because it's true we get to know each other. That, 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 that the schools. It's like when you finally meet in real life, it's like holy crap, like, you know, I I'm sitting here with Calvin Simpson and like Phil Trinski here and it's so cool because you feel like you know them. And that's the power of the internet, right? So it's 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 cool because like we 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 all run podcasts and we have like this common thing now. So like, you know, I really want to talk about like, you know, how like we the whole purpose of like coming together yesterday is for an event that Jay is hosting and just to see Jason Gaynard. Jason Gaynard's overall like like, you know,
1: like, uh, the whole speaking game was just amazing, but it's like, So before we go they're going to hijack the podcast. Because yes. my idea was to do a quote from this book to lead off the podcast. <laughs> um, it's a book called Do the Work by Stephen Presley, the guy I love. So I'm going to force the guy to go down this path. But anyway, so I'm going to read a quote, and we're all going to jam with this quote for a little bit. The opposite of fear is love. Love of the challenge. Love of the work. The pure, joyous passion to take a shot at our dreams. And see if we can pull it off. So I'm gonna say we're all three of us are taking a shot at our dream. Let's just talk about that really quickly. Like, how's that going for you the last like few months? Like taking a shot. Let's get into it. I and mean, this is what you want to know: when you go for your dream, what the fuck's it like? So we're gonna go
2: for it. Oh my gosh, like you know, for me, like it was just super, super. Like I, you guys know this, but um, you know, four months back, I was actually working for a job selling insurance, and man, I was. So I was so frustrated, and tired. I was like done with my job. I was like not into it anymore because like I just didn't want. To, I didn't want to live my the next forty years of my life just working all the time, going to the same, like driving the same commute, and driving home, stuck in traffic, and it was just you know. The more I got into it, the more I was, was listening to podcasts. about thought to myself, "Why not me? Like, why not me? Why not? Why? Why am I? Why am I doing this? Why can't I just go out and chase my dreams?" And that's it. One day I just finally clicked and was like, no, why not? I can do this. Just see what happens. Just take everything and risk it all and go. So I just, you guys know this already, but I booked and I went to Thailand and I went to, you know, just experience a digital little man lifestyle. And honestly, I just,
3: just never looked back it's like, it's I was at it. How was that day when you left the 9 to 5 on the <laughs>
2: It was, it was super scary <laughs> because if you're leaving like a steady paycheck, and basically risk like just defending yourself. And like that is the scariest part, right? Because it's just a, the fear of the unknown is the scariest part. Because you just don't know what's gonna happen, right? And you're so safe and secure. But I, I, I thought about the worst case scenario, it like, really helped me a lot and helped people resonate with this. But like, I thought about the worst case scenario that isn't really that bad. Like I thought to myself, if I go to Thailand and but this doesn't work, I just lose money and, and come back and go job job getting that money back and stuff I right? so think it's like I'm gaining more experiences right? to sort of help me in the
1: long run the my life whole right? so it's life it was like no break and for me it was really about the principle of regret and not having any regret with my job I was working a similar line to five I was working at a investment firm I was in sales I am make like $70,000 living in a downtown condo a beautiful life I had in my building, a hot tub, like everything was going well, but I knew that I wasn't fully satisfied. Like, my fulfillment levels wasn't loving what I was doing, and so I was like, you know what? Like, I'm gonna regret not going after my dreams. What it comes down to, me. and it's like, I can live with starting a podcast, it not working out, if it fails and crashes and burns, I can accept. so there's really no risk if like you are saying there's no real downside I'm just playing with time and for me I know I don't want to be 40 or 50 when I have kids and I'm married and all that stuff I have none of those things right now so for me it's more about not having any regrets and that's the big thing when you're living with no regrets you can make choices a lot quicker and prioritize things because if you're looking at from the landscape of time it makes you it allowed to make
4: choices a lot easier from my point of view yeah for sure I mean time Fall from time to of the topic. Um, we have so much time left. So much time. Just, there I agree, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this he's the
1: fucking youngest of all of so us. He doesn't look at it, but he is. Yeah. What are you trying to say, man? <laughs> <laughs> you guys can't see him, but he's like six foot four and looks like what's a giant. But yeah, so we have Paul <laughs> Dan here, Mr. Yum right? Yum yeah. <laughs> oh, god. That was a good story. For my we'll
2: have to get into that one. For sure. I, I, but, I guess we're going to have to now. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we got.
1: So we'll
3: get oh. that in a little
4: bit. <laughs> oh my uh, right <laughs> our, our later, so we're all last night having a good
3: time and uh, looking for some street meat on the Toronto streets and this like twelve thirty AM after yeah. the event. We had we had just gone to
1: a bar, we had a couple drinks, a lot of people from the event went there, we're just networking and sharing ideas and just following through the event, and then we want to get food, so we're looking for
4: street meat, which we couldn't find. Yeah.
1: So Paul gets a great idea to go to Chinatown to go to, like, a nice bar restaurant, and, um... Because <laughs> he's Vietnamese, he loves his
3: Asian I don't know if I <laughs> you guys can keep going. <laughs> we walk in there, and Paul tells us he's never been there before, but as soon as we walk in, the reception Paul received, I don't know that, and so I still think you're a VIP customer. So <laughs> this nice older guy, was it pink carrying he
1: had? Yeah, he had, did he even have, like, a... Ponytail the man bun? I thought he had a little bit of man bun, yeah, man a man bun. bun. Yeah. <laughs> he's an older guy, yeah. Sixties, late fifties, yeah,
3: something like that. So we sit down at the table and he immediately comes up and where do you ask you if you're from? Vietnam or
2: Yeah, he's like he's like, Oh are you Vietnamese or, or, or Chinese? I'm like, oh, uh Vietnamese and um, oh my gosh. And then he says yum yum. <laughs> <laughs> and then
3: as he's <laughs> One of my favorite parts, so after that, we start laughing, and yeah, we're, we're still not sure that that was your first time there, Paul, because you have a pretty big smile on your face, you know, it feels good to get those compliments. <laughs> he brings up Paul's meal, and it's in a big dish, he says,
1: oh, a big dish for a big boy, I wonder if, <laughs> I wonder if everything's big. <laughs> <laughs> Paul chose the right spot last night. For- Yeah, so I've seen Jason speak before, and I think it was just cool how we actually, like, after this mastermind, we were together online for four months, and we all got to know each other through Zoom, uh,
4: Skype, like, platform.
1: And it was just cool that you came all the like, from Calgary to meet up, and so it was a great event. I think the turnout was amazing. We saw Jason speak, and so I think the most important thing is just, like, you know, when you invest time into relationships, to
2: I feel like whenever I go to these kind of events, it's like such a fast-paced environment. Yeah. I feel like there's no, no time to like really get to know someone. Like how we always like focus on that goal. Um, it was such a fast-paced environment. So I always like whenever I network and stuff, and tips friends there, like I always just let them know, hey, you know what? I know this. Like this is a quick-paced environment. I would let's just chat, let's connect later on, and we we'll chat about this and, like you no know,
4: after that event and stuff. People appreciate it more. Than sure and we were just
3: on, we will hop on Facebook in the morning and there was a gentleman who actually runs the events and say he's a very good networker himself. I mean, if you're out of these events, you meet people all up the next day, put a bit of relevancy in there you know, what you talk about. So yeah, no, it was a cool event for sure. And the cool thing what Paul just
1: said there about if you're saying if you go to a networking event and say it's a very fast-paced event, it gives you permission to, on to the next person, That might sound ridiculous, but it's one of those things where you're at networking, right? you probably want to go talk to five or six people, and sometimes you get stuck in a conversation that you don't want to be in forever, right, you can kind of talk to somebody, and it's just like, hey, was, you can say, hey, I was going nice to with you, I want to go say hi to this person, let's um, add on Facebook, and you can just wrap it up there, right, so when you kind of like zoom in on it, it's kind of what we call it in the um, social world, that way you give yourself context and permission to be able to move on, and like, really. so when you're networking, you don't want to be with the same person, like, the whole point is to network. Meet as many people as possible, build some shallow relationships, and then you can take those shallow relationships and deepen them on your own time and terms. And so really it is kind of like how many touch points can you get? So I kind of like that idea where it's just like, you know, just say it's a fast pace of math, right? It's is, be, and then you can get out of the conversation. You know, a lot of people struggle with just like, how do you end the conversation? Like, you feel obligated to be talking to somebody. So I like that, Paul. Oh,
4: what I do... So that's how we do it. You not just get quiet and slowly walk away. When you don't want to talk to Awkwardly moonwalk <laughs> to like the next day. Hey, after where you start away, <laughs> you invite someone else in, pair them up, and then you leave, it's just like I did with you. After <laughs> the weekend, comes in. your partner <laughs> crying
1: <laughs> <laughs> There are many ways to skin a cat. Let's be honest. Oh man, what um? So, Calvin, what are your thoughts on the event? I'm curious to know. Yeah, I mean, it was a good event. Uh, the biggest thing for me is to come out and meet people I've never seen before. Um, events event, right? It's, it's cool. Jason speaking, obviously he's had a, well, a couple businesses he's had
3: before at Facebook <laughs> Um, well, he was talking bit about he was making that 350k here. He had a local store here where he's selling tickets and he had a massive crash where he went 125k in the hole and just a whole bunch of mindset work, almost driving his car into a barricade, ending his life. Pretty amazing to hear that story. And then him where he's at now with his business, which is highly based around relationships, mastermind talk. One of my big takeaways from that, from business as well as a life perspective, is you really focus back on that customer experience or just being there for your friends, prepare it down to that, showing up for them when they need, giving them a phone call when they're not expecting it. And it's such simple advice and we hear it all the time, but that's the stuff that you need to hear over and over because it is simple. Relationships, whether they're in business or they're your friends, it's very simple. You. Them a call, you let them know you appreciate them, you say thank you. It doesn't have to be these big, extravagant things per se. Like, even sending a book to a client, like, um, Jay, he sent us all the books around Christmas time. Yeah, that for me was one of the best feelings of wow, you know, like he sent me a book, there's a little note in it. I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, no, was yeah, joking, we yeah. Got that. Was I know, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, bro, I'm just
2: a time, to a
3: time, I got it, but good to see you, Matt. Thanks for commenting. he does some mean suits. I
2: like, mean, suits. Man, well, what I really resonated most yesterday with Jason was that, you know, what he was in, like, quarter million dollars in debt, and it just kept going, right? Like, how, like, for me, like, I was just thinking, I was trying to put myself in his place, right? I get the whole entire of, like, suicidal, like, you know, like, running the barricade. Like, I don't you know, imagine all that pressure now, and you're risking everything. Sometimes, like, you know, this is what an entrepreneur really uh, I would say because if you really have to test yourself, and push yourself beyond your limits, right? Like, I just imagine being like a quarter million dollars. I'm in debt now, and I'm already feeling the pressure. It's not even nearly as close cool as it, but like I'm just like I need to keep going. It's like there are people. It's just it's like this one vision that you have where where only you can see of you deal, know, right?
1: And then you have.
2: I don't know. Like well, even that. going
1: back to Stephen Pressfield and resistance, right? Like so the book that we were just quoting, this guy's big on the concept of resistance. And it doesn't matter what you do, it's like you're gonna have of resistance. For you it's death, right? It's like do yeah. I keep going or not? Yeah. And so I think a very important thing to remember is that I always I'm a yoga guy and so like I think of life like you're on your yoga mat, and the big principle in yoga is like you don't compare yourself to anybody else in the room. It's like you're on your own journey. And a lot of the information is out there, like how is it seem to be an entrepreneur, like you were saying, like, and it's just really about can you take that and go on your own path and on your own journey and follow that because we're all going to resist certain things. It's all going to be scary and fucking turbulent times, whether it's death, whether it's lack of confidence, or you fear like how people are going to look at you when you quit your job. There's so many things going on in a play here. And so just really being able to overcome our own emotions as well we do that because that's a challenging part. And so we're all on our journey. We all have very similar experiences. And it's like, but can you navigate a challenge, right? It's kinda of like the ideas are out there, but can you execute on them and that's the biggest thing. So whether you're in debt or not, like yes, we'll go in massive debt, right? But it just like, you keep going, that's the biggest thing. Yeah. Um
4: talk I enjoy there and even hearing uh Jason speak yesterday, one of his biggest issues was is low self-worth. When I hear fear, and this is completely stolen because all great things are But I feel like just
3: put that caveat in there. <laughs> fear and I really, really enjoyed this something a lot of the time it's just low self-worth is why would you ever fear something if you knew you could do it right a lot of the time it boils down to I don't think I can do it having second thoughts maybe I'm not good enough which we heard a lot of that yesterday I'm sure people can really relate to this I'm scared because I don't think I can do it so fear to me really boils a lot down to that lower self-worth I mean there's so many people out there that have it and it's great to hear Jason share yesterday not only from the perspective of he was going to drive his car to the barricade and end his life, but looking from the outside, having this massively successful mastermind talks where he's bringing together some of the brightest minds, Tim Ferriss in there, and even he himself saying, you know what, I don't think that I can do this stuff. Having that low self-worth, that was a real cool message to share. And yeah, for me, fear a lot of the time just does boil down to low self-worth of, you know what, I don't think I can do it, therefore I'm scared. You, you remove that I don't think I can do it and you hop in and say hell yeah I'm going to get this done what's, what's the reason I fear? Well it's interesting because I was just journaling
1: last week and there's something that came up for me and, and I asked, asked myself something like what do you want and really asked about these ideas and then I'm like I don't know what I want and I'm like was that really true? Lab, oh, and it's yeah, well, it's in, so self worth. I mean, that's a huge topic. How do you pass that? How do you build that self worth, right? Because uh, it's easy to look at and be like, you know what,
2: you know what, the solution to this is, it's just say you do it. <laughs> it's so true. Like it's, it's like it's like they just do it. Yeah, it. <laughs> They they got that they got that same down. No, like for me, like you know, I don't, why, what keeps me really going is that you know comparing um The both like both the paths, right? So, I always think about like you know, the corporate five path. If I continuously save money and like you know, there's a pension at the end of the road and stuff, I think about like that. That 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 path has you know, a limit, you know, you know, like what the initial outcome is, right? Compared to if you're going to go to the entrepreneur world where the potential literally is limitless, right? Depending on how 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 you know, how far and like how far you go and how much you there's so many elements of that, though. But you know, you know what I mean? Right. Like, the potential there is like so, so limitless. I feel like that, I talk to myself, "Why not? Let's just do this and go and like, we'll see what happens." right? you, which is who you are. Right. Yeah. It's limitless in both ways
3: too. There's a lot more risk to it, which is <laughs> something that I mean, we like to look at the upside of everything. Like, you know what? This awesome. I'm gonna make a million dollars, three million dollars, whatever yeah. the hell it is, and see things limitless. But on the other end too. It's you can get massively in debt all the other way. Exactly. It's not before. Exactly. Whereas in the
1: corporate nine to five, you have that security around you, but security there's a trade off to it as well, right? And having more of the autonomy to do whatever you want more or less. But, true. Yeah. It's so true. And it, there's an interesting thing that I learned recently, and I watch other people, and it goes back to like retirement, just like having enough money to like live the life that you want. If you figure out how much it costs you. low but it big number thousand dollars if you think about it to retire and really, like, settle down. like If you have a target, and this is the big thing, a lot of people don't know what they want in life, Like they're not specific enough. If you don't know what you're working for, then you just fuck. And so if you can figure out this number of where you want to get to, it actually helps guide you a lot more as opposed to just like, you know, I want to make millions of dollars. Like, why are you an entrepreneur? A lot of people want an entrepreneur to be an entrepreneur for the time and freedom. But if you figure out like, I just need $8,000, there's many ways to get that. Even if you work a job for several years, and the guy that did this actually, he worked as a software engineer in Silicon Valley. He was able to retire by thirty. And He's married, has a kid. They live in Boulder, Colorado. And at thirty, he was able to retire right because he had enough money saved up. And so it's pretty crazy if you think about it. What's, What's his, his name? name? I feel like I've seen his. Mister Money Mustache. A blog yeah. And so, really cool stuff. Tim Harris interviewed him, but it's um, interesting if you're really looking at like minimizing your life and trying to get out of the game early.
2: It's like, how much do you need? Is what it comes down to. It's it's, it's funny you guys say that because my friend. Um, John that feet at in Thailand and um, yeah like he just retired as well too because like the living standards really were well. low. so the think had about half a million dollars uh he wrote a blog about this like a people all at in there but um he, he quick just as like he took that money he invested like in his tongue said everything or like you know he saved um uh, was it investments, where it generated about 4% every year. Like bonds or something that, probably like exactly. bonds, whatever, yeah. Exactly. So that, you know, roughly would bring you enough money where he live in Thailand. He travels yeah. the world, and so he just did that. He didn't realize at the time that he
3: could have yeah. been retired when he did the math, and he realized he did, and it was amazing. It's crazy. Yeah, I was doing the math and asking the questions. Uh, Mr. Money Mustache lives in Boulder, Colorado, somewhere, yeah. and this guy was in Thailand. And the number for them is going to be different depending on where they are and also what's right for them is going to be different too depending on who they are, which is... And also in your
4: lifestyle, like how much you want to spend like $27,000 yeah. might be not enough to do like more than enough. So it just yeah. depends on your
1: personality. But it, the number, the big point is not that big, right? It's yeah. like you don't really need like fifty or sixty thousand dollars like really like that much. Like once you have your house and your car and it's all
3: paid for, it's like how much money do you really need after that? Not that much. That's lifestyle, right? Everyone's different. Like some people need 100 a month.
4: <laughs> some people are going to need just a
2: few that's weeks. when you're going to bang us and getting bottle service every <laughs> like that. oh, month that's uh, crazy you know I I really want to talk about podcasting you know shifting gears a little bit I really want to talk about like how
3: I want to know like what has has like podcasting really like, been game changing for you guys That podcast is great. I mean, you get to hear different perspectives from people and it allows you to reach out. Like We were just talking about you reaching out to some massive people. Um, Derek Derek Sivers, for example, very well known, sold company for a lot of money, has a very excellent lifestyle. And your podcast, you leverage that to reach out to some of the best people out there to ask them questions, get advice around the
1: topics that you care about the most. So that for myself has been the the best part of podcasting is you can reach out to people who you would normally never be able to contact beforehand yeah. and have awesome conversations about stuff that you care about. 100%. I think, yeah, selfishly, like I've had great conversations with people just even on my journey, right. And learning from like Alexa panels, present Smiles, like really amazing training approaches. coaches. I came forward with being bisexual last year in April. My podcast was a big shock for a lot of people, but it just, even talking to people and being able to open up and it's just, Allowed me to move through my struggles and pain points so much more because you can seek out guests that are so aligned with your path, right? And talk to them through like, you know, what did you do for self-love in this moment? Like what would you recommend? And so it's just amazing. And then you build friends like us and your network and people reach out to you,
2: and it's been you impact live, like it's been an unbelievable experience so far. I definitely value it a lot and I think it's a great platform for anybody looking. I couldn't, you know, I want to add to that as well too. Like, it, it's crazy because, like, if you asked me probably, I don't know, 14 months back, like, would I be able to speak to, you know, high influencers or you New know, York kind Times of bestsellers? Probably not. Now, like, podcasting is a huge game changer for me as well. Yeah, it, it's, you're right. It's like every time I go into a podcast, I mean, it's like a, it's a more old therapy session. It's, it's, you're trying to talk about all the struggles and everything, you go really up front, me on my podcast. I spoke to Chris Gilbo, and it's funny because I, I read his book, I'm a huge fan of him. I didn't think I was going to be able to talk to him, but like, did yeah, it's unreal. So, podcasting is a huge game changer for me. I just can not see myself doing it forever. What's the most memorable podcast? It has to be Chris Gilbo. Because it, yeah. he, he gave me such a short amount of time. And I've never had that before, and it really pushed me on the edge of like a podcaster, so it really motivated me more to like, pursue like what, how to like dissect the interview nicely, how to like talk to people, it just, it was really a great experience.
1: Yeah, I'm if I, I ever have that situation again. And, uh, yeah, for me it's definitely press and smile, just because he said something to me about celebrating your emotions, right, and just embracing who you are and not suppressing anything that's really been a mindset and a tangent that I live with and to this day. And so you can celebrate who you are and embrace who you are. It just makes you just show up bigger and brighter in the world. And that's what really everybody wants around you. No matter how small your circle is, your impact, if you can show up the best version of yourself and be yourself 100%, then you're already winning, right? It doesn't fucking matter what happens after that. So Preston said, celebrate your emotions, celebrate who you are. And that just really stuck with me. And so that's been great advice. And our conversation was deep and real and raw. And I have a lot of respect for that. Yeah, yeah. For myself, I'd say the most most memorable podcast would be one that wasn't necessarily
3: someone who's very well known, but just having a, a very good connection um, based around more stress related topics. I'm just talking about breathing. Episode with Amy Colvin. How uh, things can be so simple, and we can overcomplicate them. And it was interesting she would actually thought about. She's driving over a bridge one day and there's water blowing. She drove over it again and again and again. And she was going through a very rough patch in life and she thought, you know what? I want to jump to the bottom of the water and just die more or less and having. A- <laughs> Sorry. That might have been inappropriate. Yeah. For, for people
4: on the podcast, because will yeah, laugh you in death. If you want to I just did a little movement, handsomely jumping <laughs> off a bridge into water. <laughs> yeah, having that conversation with ourselves, and that's something that everyone's had
3: before, you know what, we've all gone through those shitty points in life, and thought, you know what, wouldn't it be easier just to jump off or <laughs> swim to the bottom Have <laughs> those moments, some in different varying levels, of course, yeah. but nice to be able to hear that, you can't have things just as simple as take a nice deep breath, and have it cure that stuff, yeah. and so much of the time we get so caught up in our own heads about all this stuff that we should be doing, or shouldn't be doing, and when it comes down to it, gives a F about a lot of it. Really, what's the worst thing that would happen if you had this big fear happen, or if you didn't go there and do something during the day that you felt like you had to? Normally, nothing. Very little. The world still goes around. You'll still have your good friends. Maybe it'll be a test of your good friends. Maybe going through a rough patch is actually going to show you who your better friends are. And a lot of the time, we get so scared of that stuff to actually happen. So that, for me, was one of the best episodes. or most memorable, anyway. other than this one and yum yum (laughs)
1: yum yum and I just want to be Mark Groves and he was just talking about we're so afraid of losing what we can see and we, we surround ourselves we hold on to the things around us but what happens when we cling on to these things is we don't create space for the things that we do love to enter our life and so we're really talking about this idea of space letting go of things that are not serving you in the moment and then allowing things like because even if your are loved ones, your parents are like toxic, and I know a lot of toxic My parents. I coach people around like bad relationships
4: with their parents and being toxic. Like it might sound ridiculous, but it's like not that I recommend
1: that you end relationships with your parents, but it, it gets that extreme case. If you work through everything, you try, you try, you try, and you can't get through it. It's not as removing toxic relationships from your life. is just the right thing to do because now you're making space for people that do love you to come into your life. And you can have a universal family. Like, you don't need a blood biological family. There's other people that can love you and support you in many other ways. And so we just hold on to things that don't necessarily serve us. And it's key to understand that we don't have to hold on everything that we can see in our lives because things we can't see are so much more powerful. We have to make room for that and live in the unknown. And that's what we have to do. Is live in the unknown, man. That's where, that's where the fun stuff happens. <laughs> you don't know what's going to happen. Opportunity. You know, it's it's
2: so valuable to like, just going off of what you said, it's like, so valuable for having like you guys and I me mean, Jay and everyone having a circle of friends. It's like, I, know, I wouldn't know where I'd be without you guys, quite honestly. can like, you know, we always chat quite frequently about like things that we're struggling with, things that, you know, we're winning on and stuff. And like, you know, we always tell each other we support each other. And I mean it. Like, anyway, I would support you guys. I would 100% downvote you as well. And it's so powerful to have that. What's that saying though? you are know, um, the average of the five people you hang out with or something. Yeah and so that. it's so true like it's so so mega true because um if it wasn't for you guys i would not have had like you know I mean, like we learned so much from, from like from your journeys as well too and my journey is like well traveling thailand and everything and it, it was really cool so i recommend for you guys to like break off that that toxic relationship and then and then really, that, that's hard, that's hard, right? That, that's hard. Like when, you, you, when you realize that it's, at, it's a toxic relationship, but like it's kind of hard to walk away from that, even though you know it full well. Like I know some people who are just like, just, just refuses to go to someone else because it's, like, it's the fear of it. Comes off. it off. Yeah,
1: yeah, it is. Yeah. Um, Chance is enjoying the morning. Boy, cheers, yeah.
3: What
1: liking it, too?
2: Facebook live yeah, it's so. interesting to so talk about the toxic, negative people. It's
3: something I call celebrate unsung heroes day, and it should be every single day. <laughs> we go, we go through our day. Who do we remember? People that piss us off. Most of them just stick in our head. <laughs> I know. We don't remember the ones who were good to us. So that's the thing that I always like to do is if you're caught up in your day, thinking I hate this person, they're just dragging down this negative, toxic hole. Forget about them and think about someone you should have celebrated. Just spend some time thinking about someone in your day that you actually should have celebrated. When you start looking at that and taking that different perspective, it becomes easier to start getting away from those negative people. Because leaving negative people behind your life is a topic that's talked about so often, but it's hard to do. So how do you start doing that? Well, you start admiring the positive people you have in your life. You start admiring the changes that they make in your day. When you compare talking to them on the phone compared to talking to the negative friend on the phone, how do you feel at the end? Well, you're going to feel a lot more apt up, a lot more happy talking to a positive friend as compared to Eeyore on the other line. <laughs> <laughs> I like that.
4: So, I like yeah. that. Note. Woo! Uh-oh. Now. I'll fix this. Yeah. are <laughs> good. we good. Good work, fellas. Awesome. So, yeah, celebrate
3: on Sunday Year's Day if you have those negative people in your life and one says, well, why don't you start Spending time with other people, the biggest change for me is to just start spending more mental time with other people as a start. It's when you find yourself getting so caught up in those negative people in your day, think about the people you should have celebrated instead of worrying about all those negative people you had during your day. It's
1: soaked up on that. And we now live in an era where you cannot neglect your inner mental state, right? A mindset. And this is why I think yoga has exploded in meditation because the internal conversation in your head is so important, and so how do you let go? The key thing is like you we latch on to thoughts, we take them down into rabbit holes. And so, like you're saying, if somebody pisses you off, it's like, do you have the self control to stop thinking about that person and letting them take your emotional spiral down into a shitty place? And if you can be self aware enough, then that's when you can start thinking about other positive people. Because the longer we hold on to thoughts, and no one's gonna do this for you, it's like it's your own thoughts, whether you're depressed, anxious, and it's you have been done, but if you can recognize what's going on inside your own head, then you can stop, you can let go of that thought, and just watch them pass by, and then focus your energy on, like, the good things in life. Like, it's beautiful out today, like, you have this condo in downtown Toronto, or you go in Toronto, it's nice. Like, just what is positive as a family? Is it, like, the things that you have around you, like, and focus on that? And that's the first shift, right? And mm-hmm. We all need to do that. You look at anxiety, level depression,
3: it's like, we all have our own internal mental battles. And can you not be subject to going down these rabbit holes? Yeah, 100%. And yeah, the self awareness topic is huge. It's being a bit further along now, I'd say, so much you forget, and you'll see people going through it the day, and they don't even know that they're pissed off. They don't even know that yeah. they're angry, and their mood has been affected by someone else. So, yeah, it's. Uh Conversation on the topic of negative people. I am of the understanding that you can't help everyone, but at what time and mindset maturity does one go back to helping? Yeah, it's that's a, that's a good <laughs> question. I like that one. And, Excellent uh, question.
1: Okay, so I will. I had a roommate, and he had gambling problems, with a lot of weed, and I tried to help him for a long time. What I realized through that is uh, you can lead a horse to the water, but you can't make a horse drink the water. And so it doesn't matter how much you help. There's adages in the English language for a reason, right? Where it's like, if somebody's not open to help, and I've learned this through my coaching, like, I've coached people that were uncoachable and didn't ask for my coaching, and what's happened in recent times, like, it actually leads to our relationship deteriorating because I'm giving them advice I didn't ask for. Like, Seth Godin, commercial-based marketing, like, people need to say yes to you first, and if they're not willing to say yes and they're not open to what you have as a product, as advice, or helping them through their negativity, then... They're not going to listen. And if they're not listening, like, your intentions are good and your heart's in the right place, but you can't help a person that's not willing to be helped when it comes down. From my point of view, my experience.
2: It's so true. Like, Philip McKernan was actually talking about this with Jay, where, you know what, like, it's 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 all about, you know, just eventually once you do your own thing and you're, you're going towards a like, promotion that you're not sure and everything, people will eventually gravitate. Because I remember um, <clears throat> vividly that Philip was saying that he was, uh, going through the motions of like, you know, his whole entire career and everything, and, uh, and then eventually his brother, that never, his older brothers never spoke to him, never came to him for advice or anything like that, but came to him for advice on how to like, you know, be vulnerable and how to develop like, new relationships and everything, but never did before. So it's kind of like that adage of like, you know, eventually people will eventually come, right? for the longest time I have a little brother that I've been trying to like teach him much everything I learned I was like oh Kevin you know like this is what you need to do brother this is what you need to do and then if he just didn't he just if anything he grabbed it away yeah. right so I realized now that you know what I, I even told him this like, oh, it's okay like, if you need any help come to me yeah for sure Sorry. No. yeah I think it
3: the, when you look at parents, this is one of the topics that relate so closely to what we're talking about. As, as a parent, you can try and teach your kids all this stuff. A lot of the times, they'll just back away, and you need to just give them time. It kind of links back to the start of the conversation where we were having, saying, you know, there is so much time left. Because you have these friends. You have these people you care, that you love about, who you want to help so bad, but you try and help them. They just refuse to do it, or they just go further into this negative place. It's time. 100% it's time people two, three, four, five years, maybe now you have to go away from that person. You have to really put that relationship on hold because it takes you into a negative place. Step away from that relationship, three, four, five, heck, maybe 10, 15 years down the road might take a really long time. The chances are you're going to come to those realizations on both sides. And you know what? We did have something pretty awesome here. Gravitate back to it in a much healthier state than it was before. So yeah, it can be super frustrating when you have someone in your life who's in a very negative, toxic place, you want to help them out, but they're just refusing to have that help is really my insight on that. You have to step away and you just have to give it time. Time is one of our biggest friends for sure. And a lot of the times talk about is as an enemy, but yeah, patience is huge waiting for people to come around. They might be in a negative space, give them 5, 10,
1: 15 years and they might not come back, but chances are they will. And also ask yourself, like what? why do you want to help this person. I'm like, well, what is it serving for you? I'm obsessed with like subconscious patterns, and I'm like a huge people pleaser. And it's like I love helping
4: people. Like I've dated girls, one of my friends calls them wounded birds. I love dating wounded birds. I'm like,
1: gonna help them <laughs> through whatever they're going on through. And so like I have this like, subconscious attractive <laughs> pattern of like loving to help people that have like very just for, like, My first girlfriend was like anorexic, and it's just, like, so you have to understand that, you know, is there something that's pulling you to it? Like, is it a healthy intention where you want to help this person or is it not healthy? Because that's another thing. Like, what is it serving for you? Like, is it a significant thing for yourself? And so being aware of that too, and if you really do want to help them to truly wholehearted in place, the best thing is just to lead by example, right? Because, like, live your life and just, like, show up for them from time to time. And then at some point they're going to be like, hey, you know what, like, you seem happy. Like, you yeah, like things are moving forward for you. Like, how can I do that? And that's the best way to help somebody is just to be a leader, lead by example, and I think that's the best thing I think we're gonna be wrapping up here shortly. It is 9.45, and uh, okay, we don't start. Yeah, I'm go with any this. last questions? I don't get some Facebook Lives going. Um, yeah. thanks everyone for being on there too. Thanks for the yeah. question. Yeah, like this conversation, the topic, and people. Yeah, That's yeah, it's
2: nice. awesome. Cool, Two yes, amazing. What so, are we gonna do in Toronto, Last words, uh, um, yeah, we can do later
3: ice Yeah. Bags
4: just like, it might require more than out. $5. All right. <laughs> last words. Any
1: last thoughts you want to leave the uh, audience with on the podcast? If you needed Tim Ferriss, if you a billboard, what would you put on your billboard? That's, That's all what I like it
2: all. Uh, no, start now. I think mine would be start now because you know, now or never. kind of thing. Don't regret it. Time is the most like important asset you have. It's not renewable. Once you use it, it's gone. The money when it once it goes and possession, you, know, you always get a car, you crash a car. Something you happen. you always get another car, it's not a big deal. So um, time
3: is what uh, what is super important. Yes. So what's on the billboard again? Start now. Start now yeah. I like that. Mine would probably be a massive picture of my face doing this. <laughs> and it would say... It's the guns for all yeah. the
1: podcasters and a big speakers. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it would say, have more fun. Have more fun. I like it. Motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> and mine would be, to you. I'm really big on... Yeah, if you're not enjoying what you're doing, you're not fulfilled by it, and there's no point of really doing it. So if you... I'm big on energy, and if you... Have a powerful energy around you, and you're happy and optimistic. You're going to attract the people who want to be around you. So the more you do, you, the better off you'll be. and You'll just be happy, and you'll enjoy your life, and that's really what it comes down to. All the
3: success and bells and whistles those are great, but they're not the most important thing. So do you, do you? Those are some epic billboards. Yes.
1: All right, that is it. And thank you for tuning in on Facebook Live on the podcast. It's been a blast, boys. It's been a pleasure to do this. Peace out. I'll
0: And that was my good friends, Calvin Simpson and Philip Serpinski in the house. And then we dove deep into uh, all those topics and everything. Three podcasters in a place and under one roof. It was really interesting. It was really cool. I was super stoked about that. I hope you guys enjoyed that episode as well too. Tune in to the next episode, guys. I appreciate you. If you guys haven't downloaded a copy of Gone to Your Head, grab that on Amazon. It's only a dollar and leave a review. Like, let me know what you think about it. You know, it's uh, one of those things that I tried myself and, And, uh, you know, just, just took action on that and just wanted to write something and give to the world. All right, guys. So have yourself a good one and take care. I hope you guys enjoyed that. Remember to subscribe, share, and review. Thank you for taking the time for listening to this podcast. You can always find me at pathhunters.com. Stay awesome and know that you can become a path hunter
4: today.